Welcome to season two of the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast. I'm Kimberly Pelletier. And I'm Samuel Ogles. And in this season, we're going to continue exploring questions about meaning, faith, and the spiritual life. In this special four-part series, we are exploring questions arising within us during a global pandemic. Because of social distancing, these episodes may sound different as they are recorded over Zoom, but the authenticity and depth you've come to expect are ever-present. This is the fourth in the four-part series, exploring the question, are there opportunities in this season? This is episode 24. This season, should you listen in the future, is during the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic (laughs) that is all over the world right now. We are recording this on April 23rd, 2020. And so we are in the thick of it. Illinois today just announced, uh, the governor just announced that we are going into stay-at-home orders now until May 31st. And yeah, yeah, here we are. And I know a lot of the rest of our country in the world is also in the midst of this too. So are there opportunities in this season is really what we're the question that we're exploring Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a strange season. I mean, just obvious example, you and I are recording via zoom, um, which we have never done before. We've always been able to record in person and, Mm -hmm just pick up on the energy and kind of being a real conversation and not that this isn't a real conversation, but um, yeah, with so many things feeling uh, different, you know, that seems to be the place that I naturally go. And I don't think I'm alone Mm -hmm. is sort of noticing um, what's missing, right? What's missing right now? Um, What are the restrictions right now? What are the burdens of this season? Mm. Um, All that is weighing heavily Mm -hmm. heavily on me yeah yeah and so to switch that (laughs) I mean it's so easy to wake up and feel that most days right um I mean now that we're five weeks in or whatever more into this and to just go okay what are or not what are the question is are there (laughs) which we should we start with first of all that's Essentially, that's a yes or no question. <laughs> yes. Um, right, but to move from, uh, and not to move from as if we have to shift out of not feeling all of those things and the burdens and the grief and the sadness, but right. are there opportunities? And um, and I think I hear in this question kind of, if so, what are they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah, know. I think that's sort of that question behind the question. Yeah. What are the opportunities in this season? Right. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a recognition. You know, I've heard, um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. And so on that platform, you hear a lot of, or at least I do, I hear a lot of like positivity on mm-hmm. that platform, but it's kind of like business mm-hmm. achieving positivity, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Sort of like, um, you know, I saw someone's post today, kind of like the marketing you'll need to do a month from now, like starts with, the leads you get now, you know, <laughs> so right. it's kind of like, um, 
in a certain sense, there are people looking for opportunities of how do I not miss out or how do I um, sort of take advantage of something or seize an opportunity where there isn't one from a business standpoint or where others don't see one. Yeah. But uh, I think in this, you know, the intention is kind of more like uh, in our work, in the spiritual life, you know, what are the opportunities at this time? And so I think one that comes to mind and a lot of people have been talking about already, um, you know, this is not a new idea for us, but one that comes to mind is just sort of the, the possibility that everyone can pause mm. from life. Um, now that's not always welcome and there's a lot of um, hurt and pain that comes with that um, mm-hmm. economic difficulties, relational mm-hmm. difficulties and being around people depending on how that relationship looks. Um, but the ability nevertheless, the sort of for the world to kind of stop in mm-hmm. some significant ways and kind of take a step back. Um, so many people are home. Uh, a lot of the people are, are busy, um, people with families, probably, especially that's not, um, the boat I'm in. We, we don't have any children, but, um, people are busy. And yet I think people are finding that they have a lot more time on their hands. You know, I keep seeing posts about the TV shows that people are watching. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are filling the time right. with things, the, bed, so, the bread people are baking. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there, there's a possibility to kind of pause. Um, and take a step back and notice. I mean, that's the thing that I, that's the one that comes to mind the most for me is the opportunity to notice in a way that we haven't before when you're kind of just going um, full steam ahead on the path that's laid out before you with all the expectations already set, you know, Mm -hmm. a certain way of being. And then um, often in contemplative work, what we try to do is intentionally disrupt that, right? Yeah intentionally throw a, a stick in the spoke of mm. kind of just staying on that path. Um, so kind of, kind of jarring ourselves out of that in order to, in some sense, wake up, whether it's for 20 minutes of meditation, whether it's for five minutes of journaling, whether it's just two seconds of noticing something, um, mm-hmm. you know, noticing the sunbeams coming through the tree. That, that was a, a radical that was the form that a radical spiritual experience took for me back in my college years was just a split second of that. So, Hmm. so that's the opportunity. I I think that's one of the biggest, I think is to, to notice and what might, you know, come forth from that noticing from, from cultivating the ability to notice. We might say, um, you know, contemplative work, we we call it the inner witness. Yeah. Um, that ability to kind of tune and go, what's objectively going on and not subjectively. Yeah. What's objectively going on. So, yeah, I love how you say to intentionally disrupt. I have not heard that put together before. And I like it. And I will probably use it in my practice, <laughs> in my That's spiritual fine. direction practice and in my own um, <laughs> a personal formation. I just like that. Um, and I think that I, as, I, as I hear that, I think of the ways I've been noticing different uh, things about myself in this disruption. I mean, um, and the ways it has like smoothed edges, I didn't expect to smooth. Um, Mm -hmm. 
not to downplay the things that have been upended and the things that grind a little harder when within relationships or just within rhythms and finding our own space. So we're currently doing like a super on the cheap make a room in our basement because we just need some space. We don't have a really big house. We've got a lot of outside space, but not a lot of inside. Um, but anyways, I, I don't want to downplay the way that um, that that intentional disruption can be difficult, but I think that's part of it, right? The, the fact that we're held in there and we can't leave. Um, we can't get out of it. And there is a way in which that just does a good work of noticing. Like I just have to notice some things that have bothered me. And I'm like, wow, I am annoyed a lot about whatever that fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And, and then to notice I, what, what is different this time around, because I can't escape is that I actually notice that I get through it and that it changes. And wow. that has really changed something for me that I don't, that I can't lose. I can't undo that knowing. Um, mm-hmm. And so the next time it comes around and I'm like, oh, I'm, I am without, um, kind of without trying sometimes, <laughs> definitely have to try a lot of times, but sometimes without trying, my reactions are different because I'm like, oh yeah, I've been here, been here before. I've, I've done this. I've been annoyed. I've got through it. And there's some way, there's some part of me that knows that it will change and it will morph it, just because right, I'm limited. Like I've been, I'm held to the fire right now in a sense. And so it just, I get to watch changes that I never noticed before. And I watch rhythms. I watch my own emotions. I watch just my own frustrations during the day or whatever. Um, and I just have, I feel like opportunities to react differently and they don't feel forced and that feels new. Mm. Um, and I think that's something as we just like, yeah, that opportunity to notice and intentionally disrupt. Well, intentionally disrupt and then notice, right? Mm-hmm. We just become mm-hmm. aware. Um, yeah. 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 I have a yeah. dark D. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I really like that. Um, I like what you said about getting through something to kind of, it's because you're there and you, like you said, you literally can't leave. You're kind of just stuck. You're stuck in it. Um, And there are still ways to be distracted. You know, there's Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with podcasts or um, Netflix. There better not be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Keep listening. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with like um, filling your time with things and kind of uh, not just, you don't have to sit around all day kind of meditating. Right, right. Um, no, that's very small portion of my time, right. actually, with the three young kids that I'm homeschooling, right? That's yeah. Of, yeah. But but it does seem that um, a lot of the typical distractions are taken away um, mm-hmm. right now. And I even overheard, and I didn't overhear, um, I watched this video yesterday of, you know, this politician talking about, uh, actually, this governor, Cuomo in New York, who was right. just talking about, I have no idea what the context was, why he was talking about this, but he was talking about having his young adult children who are in their uh, low to mid twenties at mm-hmm. home right now. Mm-hmm. And that he, he had, he's now noticed that they had drifted apart. He hadn't noticed that really, wow. but he's now noticed that they had drifted apart and that they were now having, because they were just around all the time, they're having more meaningful conversations than they have in years. And so there's kind of that, 
you know, to go back to what you said about not being able to leave and kind of like it's, it's forcing, but in the end, it's kind of a positive outcome. You know, it reminds me of um, one of Glennon Melton's books. Um, I'm going to, I forget which one, but she tells this story with, you know, she's been very open about kind of going through her own crises. And so mm-hmm. in this book, yeah. she's, she's writing about her crisis of um, being a recovering addict, um, mm-hmm. her struggling marriage and so on. And so at this point in the book, she goes to this yoga class to try it out and everyone's going around the room sort of naming their intention. And people are saying like, Oh, peace and loving kindness for the world and stuff. And they get to her and she says, my intention is just to sit on this mat and not run screaming out of the room. <laughs> like that, that's, that's her only go. Yes. But, but she comes up with this phrase to, to stay on your mat. Like that's mm-hmm. what a lot of the inner work is, is to mm-hmm. not flee. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, another way of, of saying what you were saying of like, actually you're finding that because you're not running away, you're getting through some important things. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's interesting because I think in that, that staying, that's where, that's where we notice it. Like I, you know, those are studies who've talked, who've studied limitations in art with children or other limitations. And it always creates this wild creativity, right? When you have to, you can only use these few colors or you have to stay within these boundaries in this outside arena. And all of a sudden the creativity can go wild because there's just this, um, yeah, there's just these boundaries, these limits that inherently cause um, some sort of peace, even if they're kind of fought against a little bit or not preferred, mm-hmm. maybe it might be a better way to say it. Um, mm-hmm. There's still some way that it turns, you know, it turns something on in the brain or it can, um, you know, I have a directee that um, we met a few weeks ago towards the end of Lent and we were processing Lent and what that was like, especially with all of this and, and just her noticing um, eating patterns and times of the day and things that were like, you know, and, and I know Lent can be kind of like too hyper-focused on food and, and self-improvement and that, but this had a real, a real spiritual underpinning for her, like in a, like what is happening? And, and we talked about noticing both your inner world and your external world. And we noticed what time of day does this happen? And I'm like, Oh, what's happening? What is happening at that time of day every day that's triggering me to want to eat X, Y, Z, you know, every single day. And uh, who am I interacting with? Who is frustrating me? Who is hurting me? And there were some, there's some tense relationships there. Um, and so looking at that external world, and then we shifted and went, and now what is the story I'm telling myself about myself when those things in my external world are happening, you know, that are also driving. And so both this like external experience um, and giving some credence to that, um, and then also allowing for t- space for that internal world um, to just arise and to notice. And so it was just, that's been, I think, a helpful thing as I was, as we were exploring that in a a spiritual direction space, it was in a way really speaking to me. I thought we really need to pay attention to what's going on in our external, you know, not just my internal, not just my external. Yeah. Um, It's just this both and like these things are, these things are so intensely working together right now, depending on our living situations and how that's happening. And today, in fact, um, my four-year-old 
who just recently learned to ride a bike, a pedal bike. Um, I mean, like we're like 10 days in and he's on, we're on the prairie path, which is like a, by us, you know, it's just a um, bike path. And, uh, or he wants to be on every day and it's a, it's a lot of work. (laughs) I have to like, we stop, we take a lot of rest. He still needs like the boost to get going. And, um, so there's a lot of stopping. Um, and I feel like, three months ago would have driven me absolutely batty. And kind of when we started, I was just angsty all the time with that. I'm like, this is just, wow. When are we going to like, just be able to ride a bike again? Um, Cause we're stopping all the time. And today, um, actually he just had a complete meltdown because he didn't get the bike time. And I was distracted just doing other things, partly schooling with the kids and, and just needing some downtime for me and our book I'm reading. And um, we had to make a, I just had to run, you know, get some essentials for the house and whatever. So I was doing everything other than him. And then I was going to work on our little basement space tonight. And he had such a meltdown. And I realized, um, I mean, he ran in his room. I mean, he melted down hard for a long time. And I'm reading directions, trying to continue on my project. And it just, I mean, that, um, wow, did we just hear that ding? Did we just hear that ding on our recording? No? Okay, good. Um, this is real life recording folks in the coronavirus era, (laughs) who knows what else we'll hear. Um, but anyways, um, he, his, I, I realized he's got needs and I know that sounds so like obnoxious. He's my third child. Of course, children have needs, right? Um, but he's locked up too and he didn't get to get out. And it was this meltdown. He wasn't mean. He was just, oh, he was just brokenhearted. And he said, he just looked at me and he's like, mom, no one is saying yes to me. Wow. And, and yeah, it just, it just, I just stopped everything I was doing. And I was like, can I say yes to you? And I, if, you know, I did nothing that I was going to do tonight and I was zero productive. And, um, and I like productivity and we spent an hour out on the prairie path and he was just so happy and came alive. And I just thought, and we've all got needs, you know, and I feel like there's a way that this opportunity is opening me up to seeing the needs, seeing my own needs. Like mm-hmm. when I need to walk away and take a walk alone and, you know, listen to a podcast or just listen to some music and have a dance party with my kids eat a little bit of junk food, you know, watch a new show, read a new book, like, and paying attention to my needs and help paying attention to other people's needs around me more deeply and more attentively feels like probably one of the biggest opportunities. Um, I think that I'm noticing, like, is anybody, can anybody say yes to me? Right. And as a kid, we need somebody to do that. But as adults, um, we can say yes, we can say yes to ourselves. And that doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't, you know, mm. taking those deep breaths or taking a walk or just stepping outside and take, you know, a breath of fresh air or, you know, whatever that is. So, mm. yeah, just share that story. It just came to mind. So that is so beautiful. And it really touches me. Mm. I really like that. I love that image of sort of the, just the innocence of that age and the honesty of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah so yeah kind of the finding a way to not only notice right it's all sort of starting with that disruption and the noticing mm-hmm. but then pay attention to your needs uh mm-hmm. 
giving yourself permission, to finding a way to say yes to your needs or allowing God to say yes to your needs or asking what needs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I like, if you're someone like me, sometimes I don't give myself permission for, mm-hmm. so, you know, no one else is holding me back. I'm just right. holding it back myself. Oh yeah. So giving yourself permission or giving yeah. God permission. Some people need to do that. Giving God permission. To, yeah. To say yes. And yeah, like just like for me, because in order for me to say yes to his needs, I had to say no to mine. And I'm aware increasingly of my need for productivity. I need to check some things off a list during the day, like because living in pajama pants is a reality, right? (laughs) And I'm like, I still need to do something. Like I still need to get some stuff done, right? And I still need to like, and it makes me, it psychologically, it pumps me up a little bit. I'm happier. And I had to like that verse, you know, that's um, of Jesus saying, you know, like, oh gosh, I just went blank. And now I'm like being recorded, Mm. misremember, you know, not remembering the verses, but... Um, whatever, you know, like, you know, like laying down your life for your friends. What, what, what is the verse mm-hmm. I'm thinking of? Um, mm-hmm. it was running from my mind. For no me, greater love. Like, yes. Thank you. Yeah. No later to love. Does any man have than this that he lays down his life for his friends? And when my right. son said that to me, that was, it just came right to my head. And I was like, I felt like the spirit's nudge of like, I'm going to have to lay that down, but it felt very healthy. And it felt very like, I am aware of my needs so much more mm-hmm. and I'm able to meet them. And it's that way of like loving my neighbor as I am loving myself. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that opportunity for that self-awareness can lead to that self-love that leads mm-hmm. to our ability to other love, to neighbor love, mm-hmm. right? And love my yeah. neighbor as I'm loving myself. Um, because I know what that feels like. Does any, can anyone say yes to me? And as I learn to say yes to myself, I can, I can say yes to him more freely and give mm-hmm. to him and give up my productivity for tonight. And I know as an adult, I, I have the power to make those choices for tomorrow um, or for t- tonight, you know, and recording yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And choices so big. I'm glad you said that word too, mm-hmm. the, the power, the ability to make those choices. I feel like that's another opportunity in this time. Mm-hmm do is is you have um the disruption creates a greater possibility for you to choose yes you know um no longer do you kind of just have the expected path unfolding yes. for you now you kind of have to choose to go left or right or down the middle or right ironically yeah. when our choices are vastly limited right now right yes and yeah. some level our vo- our choices are so limited and then on our lo- another level, our choices are so vast and opened up yeah. like they couldn't be. They literally couldn't be yeah. without this. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, I opened sort of this episode by talking about some of the, um, I mean, I didn't name it, but some of the despair that wants to creep in for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the negativity and um the sadness and there, there is grief and loss Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for all of that. But, um, but I so, uh, appreciate and more than appreciate need, um, kind of this conversation about opportunities and what, what can go right during this time, what can go right in my own life, you know, during Mm -hmm. this time with, um, with where I am, you know, being married or 
at a job or around mm-hmm. new neighbors or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I need this too. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. It's yeah. good even just to remember, right? And um, yeah, I, I guess as we finish up, I don't want to make light either of those people, you know, with their opportunities are different and there's economic challenge. I mean, I'm fortunate enough for my husband to work from home and I continue to do the part-time work that I do and, and, you know, just feel, feel thankful for that. Um, and really, really, I'm really grateful. So I know those, um, you know, those opportunities and that, um, some of that peace is, is limited or for others, but, um, it's truly that, that pace of place of noticing and that intentional disruption that we've all been thrust into is, is really still available. Right. Um, yeah. So where we we all are. So, yeah. And, and we'll maybe kind of amplify what was there under the surface Yeah, to begin with for, for good or ill. And like you said, there are some people who, um, yeah, there's some things being amplified right now that aren't quite as, um, I don't know, as harmless as, um, oh, I've, I've got to work on some stuff in myself. You know, right. It might be in a different situation than right. literally unsafe or something. But yeah, I think it's it's amplifying. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a few episodes, though, I think. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. So hang in there. Fast forward. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Fast forward. Well, this seems like a good place to end. There are opportunities. Yeah. There are. Thanks for listening to the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast. Your listening actually means a lot to us. In fact, we have had almost 5,000 downloads of our podcast, but we only have 10 ratings and reviews in iTunes. So it would mean the world to us if you would head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave a review so that other people can enjoy what you're enjoying. Also, you can contact us through askaspiritualdirector at gmail.com. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, um, responses, or your questions that you'd like us to explore on the podcast. I will also put a link to our Google Doc where you can put your questions there as well. So check the show notes, connect with us. We are really enjoying this journey with you all. Thanks for listening.